Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Thank you, Jesus. Gloria a Dios. Uh, yesterday we had a meeting and... Uh, some, uh, they, they, uh, we have a pastor's meeting, uh, mixed Spanish and uh, English-speaking pastors. And um, one of the pastors, the English-speaking pair, so I say some words in Spanish, and uh, he had a little bit of a hard time there. So I tell him, I said, listen, you, you better learn Spanish because that would be the heavenly language. And then with that kind of accent, you're going to feel like a foreigner. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I tell them, I say, you know, I've been here for many, many years, and I still feel like a foreigner. My, my, my accent has never changed. I try to do better, and when I listen to myself, I'm like, oh, my goodness, do I sound like that? <laughs> so I don't, I don't really listen to myself after, after I speak here. It's like... I let somebody else do that. <laughs> Jesus, help us. But we all the sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen? And we all speak one language. Amen? The Holy Spirit is in us. Um, maybe today, Lisa, the message is not necessarily how to live like Jesus or to represent Jesus or to be uh, having a life that um, we really... Um, be an example to others to live or to have a life that is really according to the word, even though it might be some of that too. But I wanted just to bring a message to you today, um, different, uh, the stones of life. That's the, that's the title of the message, the stones of life. Uh, I was not scheduled to preach today. Um, my wife was, and uh, she probably has a sweetest voice than I do, and uh, she have a better accent too, and what else? Uh, so I was not scheduled to preach. It was almost like an emergency type of thing. Uh, she's not, she's feeling good, amen? She's okay, she's doing wonderful, but she has some issues that, anyway, she was, she test positive, and, uh, but today she's much better. She just have to stay home but she's way, way much better. So thank you for all the prayers and the blessings of the Lord that he has blessed us. So I want to I wanna read uh, about 10 verses in Matthew 14. So let's go to Matthew 14. Father, I thank you for this beautiful day. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being able to share your word. And I pray that this word will, will touch our hearts and help us to really depend on you and to really, to really trust you, to really know that you are with us no matter what, no matter where we do, where we go, no matter what comes in our lives, you are faithful. And we heard the message today that he is a good God. And you need to write that in your heart and your mind and your soul and your spirit that God is good, that God is good. God is always good. Amen? Amen. 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 So let's, let's go to John 14. Verses 22 through 32. Matthew, Mateo, Mateo 14. Did I say something else? Sometimes I say other things. Oh, John. Okay. Uh, yeah, sometimes uh, Lisa corrects my English. One day she says, Pastor Willie, that's children's. He says, yeah, but you still don't have no S. There is no, you don't say that. Thank you, Lisa. Hey, <laughs> amen. Thank you, Lord. So Matthew, Matthew 14, verse 22. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciple get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. 
but the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffered by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the, on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they say, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he says. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and called him. You of little faith, he says, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. You always remember this. Uh, this microphone gives me a hard time. You always, always remember this. We will always face some storms in our lives. Amen? Amen. Always. Don't believe by any stretch of your imagination or think about or think that because you are a Christian and you live a, you're living as, as we love to, a holy life, then nothing is going to happen to you. Just, just, just put in your mind that we always have to face some time a situation that you're going to have to deal with it. Some kind of storm. Maybe for you, it's, a storm is not as big the the one I'm going through. But nevertheless, it is a storm that you need to face, that you need to conquer, that you need to get through. So we always face storms in our lives. And 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, prepare your minds for what? Prepare your mind for action. So therefore, prepare your mind. For storms are coming, but you got to be ready and you got to be firm and you got to already make that decision that you're not going to stumble, that you're not going to fail, that you're not going to give up, that you're not going to turn back because they are coming. So be prepared in your mind. Be prepared. You're translating today. So I don't know if, if uh, those who are listening to the uh, translation maybe lose a little bit because sometimes I talk too fast. And she told me, don't talk too fast, but I can help. I can't be thinking of that. So I got to just move on. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so let me, let me say this to you, that some storms are a test from the Lord. Some storms that you're going through or that we will go through or that you already have gone through, some storms are from the Lord. And some are from Satan. The storm from Satan is always trying to destroy you. To ruin your testimony. Always, always. The, the storm from Satan is always with intention of destroying you. Not, not just destroy you physically, but to destroy your walk with the Lord. Your testimony and how you go about your life representing the Lord. It's always the reason for Satan to bring a stone against you. They are designed to bring fear. And fear always makes you worry. As Lisa said, she was depending on the uh, Becca <laughs> scholarship. She was depending on the scholarship for the tuition or for, to pay for the college of our two young children. It was fear of not having enough to provide for my children. 
So she had all kinds of doubts, all kinds of things, all kinds of worry in her mind because she was giving in to fear and not having enough. So I don't know what you're going through, but I can assure you, if you do a a study or test in in your mind, you have gone through a situation where you have not trust the Lord. You have worry about something that basically God says, why in the world you worry? I am your provider. I am the one who gives you everything you have. Why do you allow Satan to speak to your mind? So just, just understand the message today. You will, we will go to storm, but do not worry. Satan is the one who brings that fear to make you worry. In Luke 12, 25 and 26, who of you says, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Who? That's why I, I, I might be a little bit ignorant. I, I, sometimes I say that or naive. I don't know. But I have believed in the death to think about to be my Lord and Savior. I did not have to think about or, or start to make my own thinking of what the Word says. I believe what is written. I believe what was in this word. I don't have to go asking a lot of people to explain it to me because it is written and the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches you. We need teachers. Yes, of course, we need people to tell us or to help us or to encourage us or to correct us sometimes. We need somebody. We need a parent. We need a babysitter. But we have the Holy Spirit that it tells you it is written. And I am ignorant enough to believe this word and believe that my days are numbered by God Almighty, not by any sickness. And I know that some people looked at me and they probably said, how ignorant are you? I have a family who passed away. I understand that, and I, and I feel for you. Yes, I, we go through that. Right now, my wife is not feeling well, and there's a reason she's not here. But you think I'm going to give in to fear? Do you think I, if my wife, if God decides to take her, it's because the days are numbered, and it's not by sickness or any demon from hell. And you got to stand. You got to fight this thing. You got to say, no, my God is in control of my life. Yes, we have wisdom. You're not going to jump off the building to see if your life is, is your last day. No. We have wisdom, and we do what God, the Holy Spirit, tells us. But God says, do not fear. And that's the key. You don't have to fear anything of the world. Nothing. For God is in control. Your days are numbered. Your minutes of your life are numbered by God. You can live, I, I believe, Misari too, I believe that we're going to live to 120. I believe I'm going to live to 120. I'm 64, but going to 65, and I feel like 20. I might not look like 20, but I feel like 20. <laughs> come on, come on. Yes. Woo. Yes. Jesus. I don't believe in any of that stuff. I really don't. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Like I say to you, I am naive enough to believe this word the day that I gave my life to the Lord. I don't have to question it. Pastor Bishop is preaching on Wednesday night, and I see him, and he's like a cheerleader. Come on, church. Come on, church. It is written. God says it, and it is done. Come on, church. You are healed. I mean, I I say, that's a cheerleader. That's a guy, man. Come on, stand, church. And uh, I don't know, Pastor, if it's anybody stand, but I feel like coming, going through the screen or coming to a church because I'm not here on Wednesday night. And say, stand up. Praise the Lord. Come on. <laughs> it is written. It is in the Word. So we need to know not to worry. For God is in control. And this verse to finish, let me read it again. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this, do this very thing, in other words, probably God saying, since you cannot do a, such a simple thing to add a day to your life, 
It's not a simple thing. But for God, it is. So he's basically saying to us, if you're going to do such a little, little simple thing, why do you worry about the rest? Why you worry about what you eat or about the tuition for your children? Or why you worry about what you're going to wear? Or why you worry about all these craziness things that is going on? You don't need to worry about that. You don't. So don't let Satan deceive you. So let me say to you, the fear makes you worry. Fear makes you feel pain that you do not have. I, it's amazing to me that somebody cough and somebody has a little headache and God forbid, a little bit of fever, immediately somebody that you tell them that, oh, you know, I, I was feeling that, you told me that. I was like, maybe, maybe I think, maybe I got it too. I'm like, what? <laughs> Come on. I mean, that, that is so crazy. That immediately when somebody says something, oh, I think I can hear that too. Do you hear it? Oh, yes, I do. I mean, come on. Come on, that is crazy. It's because fear, fear makes you feel pain that you don't have. Fear makes you see things that are not there. Fear is from Satan. And we as children, we as Children of the Most High God need to understand that Satan is a liar. And he portrays himself. He makes himself believable. But you got to believe. You got to have your mind connected to the Lord and says, I do not believe. You know how many times you hear things in the kitchen? And people, one day somebody called me, Pastor, you need to come to my, and come and pray. Because sometimes I hear it in my house. And what do you think it is? I don't know, but I, I feel like something is in my house. I said, do you have any fear? Yeah, because I, I, I don't. I said, listen, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. The Holy Spirit is, is with you. God is with you. You have angels around your house. The blood of Jesus covers you and covers your house. No Satan, no demons can come near you because you are a child of God. So don't worry about all this craziness. It's, it's, if it's the enemy, maybe it's a roach walking around and you, and you hear it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fear makes you hear things. It makes you not to trust. Fear, it makes you doubt. And when we don't trust and we doubt, you lose faith. You don't trust God. And you're falling apart. It's all because of fear. So my, the message today is you will face some stuff in life, but do not fear it. Stand tall and stand firm and fight these things and move forward. For we have the God that is much stronger than anything, anything of the world and anything can the enemy try to bring against us. Amen? Amen. So you see, fear is from the devil. And that is the reason why the Lord says many times, do not fear. I mean, look at through the scriptures. It's full, the Lord, right from the beginning with the Israelites and the Old Testament and New Testament. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Because he knows that that is one of the weapons of Satan's bringing fear to God's people so that you cannot trust the Lord. So we need to trust him. They have no fear. And 1 Peter 3.14 says, Do not fear what they fear, and do not be frightened. Do not fear what the world fear. Do not fear what they do. Do not be frightened by any of that, because we are God's children. Amen? Amen. So, again, we will face lots of storms. Lots of storms. But I tell you, and, and you probably need to write this, not, a, not maybe in paper, but write it in your heart and believe it. Believe it. Believe it. There's no storm from Satan. Listen to me. No storm from Satan can stop what God has ordained for you. Let me tell you, no, no demon from hell can stop what God has ordained for you. Nothing, no power from Satan can do it. 
They don't have the power. They don't have the authority because God has already ordained it for his son and daughter, for his children. And you need to believe it. You need to stand in that. And I want to read to you in, in Romans 8, 8, 35 through 37 and then 39. Romans 8. I hope the time doesn't move as fast as, as other times. Sometimes when I preach, I feel like the time goes too fast. You feel the same, Pastor? <laughs> I don't know why. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look, look what it says in Romans 8, 35 through 37. Let me see. It, it says uh, 35. Where is 35? <laughs> it says... Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or darkness or danger or sore? I mean, you, we read these scriptures, but immediately when something happens, we turn to fear. Immediately. Because we fear of this, we fear of that. Do you know that a believer, a Christian, who have Christ in himself, will not die? Do we know that? So why is so much fear of dying? I can tell you, I love this life. I do. I love my family, my wife. I love in the ministry. I love my house. I, I love everything. I do. But I cannot wait for the day the Lord says, come home. Woo! Come on! I cannot wait for the day that the Lord says, come home. It could be today, it could be tomorrow. But I'm telling you, I'm ready. I'm ready to go anytime the Lord says for me to come home. I'm ready. So why are we having fear of anything? Do not have any fear. Do not have any fear of sickness or nothing. I always say to the Lord, Lord, I know you're going to, you're going to, Keep me here for 120, walking, by the way. Yes. Walking. Maybe dancing like Bishop. Yeah. But do not let me go through pain. <laughs> I say, Lord Jesus, you're going to keep me here to 120. But Lord Jesus, do not let me go through pain. <laughs> If I do go through pain, believe me, he will be there with me. He will be there with me, and he will get me through. Amen? So we thank the Lord. So it says here, I read that verse already. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sore? None of that stuff. And look down to verse 37. Verse 37 through 39 says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death nor nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Woo! Come on! Give a shout to the Lord. You got to stand like Bishop said. Come on, church! Sing and praise Him. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus, if you have Christ in you, nothing will separate you. Christ, God has already sealed you with the Holy Spirit. Guarantee that you are his children. Amen. Come on. The church needs to stand. The church needs to revive. The church needs to be alive. The church needs to be in fire for Jesus. Come on. We are like a cheerleaders without the movement or nothing. We just sit there. What kind of cheerleaders going to cheer the team to move forward? They're going to be, come on, cheerleaders, we need you. <laughs> and God is saying, God is saying to his people, you need to show the world. Yeah. 
that we are more than conquerors, that we are his children, that we are blessed, no matter what the world said, what the we are God's people. You are a royal priest. We're not just anybody. Come on. God's people need to get into the mind. We're not just anybody. You are a royal family. You are a chosen people. A chosen generation. A chosen from God. God has chosen you. So come on, we, we need to stay. We need to tell the world. I don't care what they say about you, but you can stay in the supermarket and you say, I am a royal family, a royal priest. Who are you? I am a child of God. And you stand there. Who cares what they say? They can tell you crazy. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm an alien. I'm not from here. <laughs> I am a citizen of heaven. I might look different to you. I might look weird to you, but that's because... I am not from here. I am from heaven. You didn't know that? Let me pray for you. <laughs> Let me bless you. <laughs> Amen? I was, I was watching the other day. I don't know if you guys watch. I don't know if it was recorded or not. But my wife was watching because now she watches TV. <laughs> now, <laughs> I feel sorry for my wife, honey. She says, honey, I'm going to be watching you. So, honey, I know you're watching. And uh, she watches TV now. <laughs> she can't do nothing. So she just sit there and watch TV, and she feel like a little lion locked up in a, in a cage. <laughs> so she was watching that program, the uh, Christian uh, uh, Awards or something. I don't know. Maybe it's a recorder. But when you, when you see that and you watch the secular and compare to that, you say, oh, my God, and the secular thing and this Hollywood thing, then women's almost naked and cursing and talking crazy bad things, which I don't watch, but I, I hear in the news sometimes they play a little clip and what they do. And watching the Christian side, what a blessing it is to be a Christian, brothers and sisters. What a different, what a different way of presenting things, of talking and praising God. So you need to, you need to really say, what a blessing for my life to really be a Christian. Oh, my goodness, I don't know. Many of you, I did, came from the world. And if you remember the garbage that we used to believe and eat and do, woo, compared to today, I praise my Lord every moment. And I say, thank you, Jesus, that you took me out of that mess, that you took me out of that craziness. Thank you, Lord. So I'm going to praise him all the days of my life, no matter what I do and what I go, no matter where I am, I'm going to praise my Lord, for he has done great things. How can he, we not praising him? How can you don't praise him when you know that you were stuck? You were stuck on the mud that you couldn't get out, like a glue. That mud was like glue. You tried to get out, and you lift one foot, and the other foot got stuck, and you put your hand down, and the other hand, and you constantly, you stuck in it. You could get out. But he came one day, reached his hands, woo, and took you out. Woo, blessed be the name of Jesus. Woo, he took you out. Oh, my God, what a God we serve. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Woo. No stone from Satan can stop what God has ordained for you. Amen? He may destroy the ship. Satan might do some scratching. <laughs> Paul says that, this, that a, 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 message, a messenger from Satan is tormenting me. So he might, he might do some damage in the natural. But let me tell you something. You will make it to the other side. Come on. You will, not, not maybe, you will make it to the other side. You will make it to the other side. You will go to Rome. Remember that? Remember that statement? That statement was made to Paul. Paul went through craziness, Satan trying to stop him, and the Lord stand with Paul and says, Paul, you will go to Rome. You will go to the other side. 
No matter what Satan brings against you, if God says you will go, you will go. And it is written, and that's right, you need, to, you need to apply the word, you need to read it, and says, no, remember what Jesus says? You remember? He didn't have to go around and demonstrate to Satan. He just says, shut up, it is written. It is written. That's the end of the conversation. That's the end of the discussion. It is written. I don't need to explain to you how I got here. God brought me here. If you don't believe it, that's too bad. But he was the one who got me through. I went through this and through that and through this. And how you made it, I can only tell you God got me through this. If we honor the Lord, praising him, but he, he will always be glorified. So he might destroy the ship, but he will make, but you will make it to the other side. We will go to Rome. I, and if you look at the life of, 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 uh, of uh, Pastor uh, Paul, in 2 Corinthians 11, 13, 23 to 27, Paul was beaten severely, beaten severely. He was in prison. Five times, they, the 40 lashes, it says minus one. Shipwreck, danger, and danger, everywhere he went. But he made it. He made it. You know why he made it? Because he knew that it was written. He knows that God told him, you will go. You will go. And when God says you will go, I can tell you, and I repeat it, and I repeat it again before I finish, no demon from hell can stop what God has ordained for you. No demon from hell. And, but you got to believe it, and you got to stand and fight this thing. It says nothing can stop what God has ordained for me. Nothing. In Acts 27, Acts 27, verse 21 through 25, it says, after they have gone a long time without food, that's when Paul journeyed to Rome. It says, after they have gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you will have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of, of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. He tells you, I want you to, to hear this and put your name in there. And he's saying to you, no matter what you're going through your life today, God is saying to you, do not be afraid. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, your courage, man, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Woo! Come on! It will happen just as I don't care. I don't care how the life looks right now. I don't care how Satan has deceived you to believe otherwise. It will happen just as God said it. It will happen exactly how he said it. Now, one, tell, whatever, iota, nothing. I have Bishop Axim. <laughs> whatever God says, what he says, it will be done. And, but we need, to, we, need to, we need to engrave it in, in Dominican Republic. They have cows and they have these, these probably in other countries, they have this metal, it's very, they make it really, really hot, and they brand the, the, the animal with that, and that, whoever, whatever that is, whoever belongs to. And I think we need to that. We need to get a metal and engrave that thing in you, and, and say to yourself, and look at it, and say, God said it. God said it, it will be done. 
no demons from hell, no Satan himself can turn that around. No, no one has the power to turn or to de- 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 redirect or divert what God has says. You might go through the storm. You will go. But God says, you go on the other side. You're going to make it. Amen? You're going to make it. Woo! Jesus. <laughs> so now, I urge you to, in, in the verse 27, verse, the chapter 27, Luke, Acts 27, in verse 34, Paul says this. Now I urge you to take some food. In other words, listen, relax. Eat something. Don't worry. Just trust. For God told me already that none of you is going to be lost. So basically, he's telling them, listen, relax, eat, don't worry. You need, you need it to survive, he says. Not one of you will lose a single hair from your head. You see how, how poor confidence, how poor faith, how he trusts in the word of God when he heard you will go and no one is going to die, no one is going to perish. He didn't have to think about anything else. He says, not even a hair from your head. Maybe I was there. <laughs> Woo! I don't lose a hair from my head. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's already gone, right, Jim? <laughs> Woo! You see that? Not one of you will lose a single hair from your head. That's how we trust the Lord. So basically God is saying, listen, relax. Enjoy your dinner with your wife, children. Do not worry about what the enemy is trying to make you worry. Just relax. For you will, you will make it. You're not going to die. Not even a single hair is going to lose from you. So just, just, just think of those things. If a snake bites you, shake it off. And there's a lot of snakes up there, let me tell you. <laughs> a lot of snakes at work. A lot of snakes sometimes, sometimes at church. Hopefully we don't have any here. <laughs> Woo! Sometimes a snake can bite you. Shake it off. God says, you will go to the other side. And the, last thing, the, the worst thing you can do is just hang out with negative people. Hang out with people who are consumed by fear. Because little by little, they, they will bring that fear. Or they want you to fear with them. They wonder, how can you don't fear? How can you don't have this? How can you don't worry? How can you don't this? How can you don't that? And by the time you know you're listening, listening, listening to that, you start wondering, well, I wonder if it's true what you're saying. I wonder if it's true what happened. I wonder if it's this. I wonder, you know what? I'm a child of God, and God is, God is my protector. God is with me. God will be with me no matter what. No matter where I go, God is with me. So I don't need to have all this concern and worry about this and worry about that. What about if I, if I die right now? Like our brother Phil, I mean, he, he shared a little bit that he kind of stopped breathing for a little bit. It was not his time. But that can happen to any of us. You can start breathing right there and go. So why are you, you going to worry about all that craziness? Do not worry about that stuff. In Luke 8, we see a similar storm. Oh, Jesus, the time we are gone. I have three pages, Pastor, Pastor Bishop, and I only got through halfway, half one. Oh, Jesus. In Luke 8, we see a similar storm, but this one is different. This storm is from Satan. In Matthew 14, it's a storm, and you see the one was a test from the Lord. The other one was a storm directly from Satan. How do we know this? How do we know that these two storms were different? One storm was rebuked by Jesus. The other one was not. You can only rebuke a storm from Satan, but you can only pray when God tests you. You can only rebuke a storm from Satan. You got to remember that. We have authority to rebuke anything that Satan wants to bring against us in the name of Jesus. Be careful. 
Don't try to do it by yourself. You got to do it through Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command this thing to get out. And it will get out. It will live. But if it's a test from the Lord, you can only pray. And say, Lord, get me through the fire. If you get me out, the Lord that I serve can get me out. But if he doesn't, I still praise him. You still praise him. So when storm comes, you better know where they're coming from and what, it is, what is it. Sometimes we are so busy that we cannot be able to tell if it's Satan or it's God. But you've got to check your life. The Holy Spirit in you is a, an indicator and immediately tells you why you're going through a situation. But we don't want to listen to that and we don't want to pay attention to it because we want to just hear what I want to hear. Like many people are going through a tough situation financially. Then we talk to you, this church doesn't really talk too much about tithing and offering. And if you do, if you don't, no, no, no. It is just obeying. If you obey the word and you do what the word says, God will bless you. But if you don't believe in that, then you're going to go through that situation because in that area of your life, you are not trusting the Lord. I don't care what it is. It could be finances. It could be trusting you with your family. Whatever it is. I, I have a son up there. Who haven't, up there. He's here somewhere. I haven't seen him for a long time. I mean, basically, the whole church knows that. Or at least the people close to us. Do you think I'm going to worry about that? He is in the hands of the Lord. I have given to Jesus. I pray for him every day. But I, know I don't lose sleep over that. He is a mature man. He is, he is a, an adult. And he has to make his own decisions. But in God, the God says that you and your household will be safe. So I trust God. It could be the last minute of his life. It could be tomorrow. It could be in 20 years from now. It could be after 120, after I'm gone. I don't know. But the Bible says that you and your household will be safe. I don't know what he's going to have to go through, but he will be saved. So you got to trust the Lord. You just got to surrender to the Lord. Until you're holding on to something, God cannot bless it. And if you're, you're holding on to your money because you think it's, you need it or because, you know, you know what happened? Maybe this is, an, uh, uh, you know, when I preach, we chase a rabbit. So be ready to go around and find, and find a hole. Uh, <laughs> when we hold on to something, God cannot bless it. What you lose on earth will be losing heaven. So I need to lose it so that we lose in heaven, so they can be blessed. Many people, I, many, a lot of people holding on to the money because they need it or because uh, whatever reason. When I, when I if, if the people... Here, with, remember the, the, the loaf of bread and the fishes? If this person who have, who have them would say, no, well, I cannot give it to you because I have to bless my family and I have to eat too, that is as far as it's going to go. It's going to go to you and to three or four people, and that's the only people that is going to be blessed. But when you give it to the Lord, he will multiply it, and he bless you, your family, and the rest of the people. But we are so crazy and naive to believe, not to believe God, not to trust him, that I have to keep it, and that I have to bless three or four people. When God says, give it to me, I will bless you and the three or four people, and I bless other people. And I bless everybody else, for he will know how to multiply it. Yes, yes, yes. But we, we have believed the enemy. We have believed Satan to hold on to things when God says, let it go. Give it to me, and let me show you what I can do with that. Amen? Amen. Jesus. So one stone was rebuked. I'm sorry, the other one was not. You can only rebuke the stone from Satan, but you, cannot, you can only pray for the stone to come testing from God. Here in Luke 8, Jesus rebuked the storm, and we ask ourselves a question. 
Why does Satan want to stop them? What was the reason that Satan wanted to stop them? I can tell you, because they were going to the other side to set, to set free a man who was a demon-possessed. Satan knew the journey. He knew that they were going to the other side to set a man free. Listen, every time, every time God has an assignment for you, Satan will try to stop you. And you got to get it. You got to get it in your, everyone here, everyone here who is a believer is being assigned from God to do, you have an assignment. And many of you have given in to the storm. Many of you have turned back. Many of you have said, I'm afraid. I cannot continue. I cannot do. And Satan has made you turn back because you have given in to fear because Satan's always, always, always trying to stop the assignment that God has for you. And you, you need to understand that. You need to believe it. You need to say, Satan is not going to stop me. I, 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 I've been called to do this, and I will do it. I'm going to fight these things that Satan is trying to keep me away from it, that Satan is trying to stop me from doing it. But you know what? I'm going to do it because God has called me for this. Amen? God has called me for this. And you need to fight it. You need to say, I'm going for God has asked me to do it. Jesus, thank you. Well, let's read just kind of fast and we finish soon. <laughs> and Luke 8, verse 22 through 25. It says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat, the boat was being swamped. And they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him up, woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters, the storm subsided, and all was calm. And Jesus says, Where is your faith? He asked his disciples, Where is your faith? In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. They have no clue that he, that he rebuked the demons that was, that was tearing up the water. And they thought that Jesus said, just, the wind stopped, and water come down. No, no, no. The demons that they were stirring up the storm, Jesus rebuked them. But what's the question that Jesus asked? Remember, the, what was the question that Jesus asked them? Where is your faith? Why, why, why would Jesus ask that question? Where is your faith? You know why? And that is the question that Jesus is asking you today. The situation that we're going to, whatever that is, he's asking you, where is your faith? Where is your trust? Who are you believing in? That you believing in the government? That you believing in the medicine? That you believe in your job? That you believe in the money that you have? What is it? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? In verse 22, he says this. In the same chapter I'm reading, I'm just repeating it again. Jesus says, let's go, let's go to the other side of the lake. Period. You hear that? He says, let's go to the other side of the lake, period. What does that mean? And that's, that's the end of the sentence. That is no, it's no question if we're going to go. We will go to the other side. So that's why he says to them, where is your faith when I tell you before, let's go to the other side? Did you trust me when I say that? Or you thought that I was inventing something? Do you trust me when I say to you, I will bless you no matter what? Or I mean just inventing something? It is written, brothers and sisters. So he did not say, 
It was not maybe let's go to the other side. Maybe we go to the other side. Here it was not let's hope that we make it to the other side. It was not if the enemy allows us to go and we go. It was not if the weather permitted, then we maybe make it to the other side. No, 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 no. He says, let's go to the other side. Come on, church. Amen. <laughs> Come on. You got to believe it. You got to stand. You got to believe this. You got to believe it in the word. When God says, it will be done. It is done. It's not that it's, it's not that even we say it will be. No, no, no. It is done already. It is done. So that's right. You claim it now. You say it is done now. I am healed. Not you're going to be. I am blessed. Not you're going to be. I am a son. Not that you're going to be. I am a daughter. Not that you're going to be. You've been for, you have been forgiven. Not that I'm going to be. Is you are now. Yes. Now. So we need to claim it. We need to stand and need to claim these things. So God says, God says, go to the other side, period. So remember, I'm going to finish with this because we don't have the time. So remember this verse in Paul, um, from Paul in Acts 27, 25. Remember this verse. He said to the men, so keep your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Just, I'm going to leave you with that because we don't have the time to continue. But you got to remember that. It will happen just as God had told me. Do not derail from that. Do not divert from that. Do not allow Satan to turn your mind in something else. Do not let the enemy deceive you by believing otherwise. You need to stand and say, it will happen just as God had told me. It will happen. Amen? Come on, let's stand. Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, I praise you, Lord. I thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, that your word is true. I thank you, Father God, that nothing can Satan bring to us or try to come against us will we'll do any harm to your children. He might damage the house. He might damage the ship. But he will not damage my spirit and my soul. For I, they are sealed by the Holy Spirit. So, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that we will continue worshiping, that we will continue honoring and glorifying you, that we will serve you, that this church will stand in fire, that this church will be the joy. Father God, the joy of the, the Lord will be in this house, and this church will continue praising you, regardless what the world says or does. We will continue, for we are children of the Most High God. So bless everyone here today, Lord. Bless him, Father. Bless him, bless him, bless him, Lord. Faith in Jesus, nothing else, just Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Love you. Be blessed. If uh, anyone needs prayer, the uh, ministry team, come forward. And if anybody needs prayer for anything, we can come and pray for you, okay?